Welcome to church on this Sunday after Thanksgiving. It's good to see you here in the house of the Lord. We're going to do something a little different today, a tradition that we started actually last year. Hope to make this an annual tradition, but I'm not going to be teaching in Matthew today, and we'll resume that next Sunday, Lord willing. But uh, for today, the Sunday after Thanksgiving, we want to spend some time doing just that, giving thanks. Uh, We want to just talk about what the Lord has been doing here at Cornerstone and and, uh, give you the opportunity to just rejoice with us. In a moment, uh, Marwan Rifka is going to come and he's going to give a little bit of an update on on different things and I'll come back up and then he's going to share part two. And so we're just going to use normally what would be the teaching time to just give thanks to the Lord today because he is good and he has blessed us in so many ways. And so We want you to join with us as we just rejoice in the goodness of God. So we're going to talk about um, uh, how we are doing as a church and what we are doing as a church uh, and making this a Sunday of Thanksgiving with updates and uh, somewhat of a progress report on things around here. And it's for two reasons. One, it's to inform you. And two, it is to give God glory for all that he is doing. Because we want you to know what is happening. Um, you know, several years ago, somebody was asking me um, sincerely, you know, why don't we do this and why don't we do that and why don't we do this as a church? And I was like, well, actually, we, we are doing this and that and the other. And, and he said to me, well, I, I didn't know that. And then it, it made me realize that is partly my fault because we haven't been like telling people what, what we're doing as a church. And I'll be honest with you, a little bit of me is reluctant to do that because I don't want to ever come across like, hey, look what we're doing. It really is just a testimony of God's grace and how he has not only blessed us as a church, but used us for the sake of the kingdom. So I've had to get over my reluctance for the sake of informing you so that you can rejoice. Otherwise, how do you, how do you know what to give thanks about if you don't know some of the things that are happening in your church? And so we're going to take time to talk about that a little bit today. But again, not just to inform you, but to give God glory for all of his many blessings and just for the wonderful ways that he is at work here at Cornerstone. So I'm going to open up with Psalm 107 and then I'll pray and then I'll bring Marwan up. So this is Psalm 107, just to kind of set the tone for today's service. Psalm 107 verses 1 through 9. It says, Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. And his mercy endures forever. Can you say amen to that? Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. So, you know, we're part of the redeemed, right? If we've come to trust Christ, we want to be able to say so. We want to be able to testify. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he has redeemed from the hand of the enemy and gathered out of the lands from the east and from the west and from the north and from the south. They wandered in the wilderness in a desolate way. They found no city to dwell in. Hungry and thirsty, their soul fainted in them. And then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them out of their distresses. And he led them, he led them forth by the right way, that they might go to a city for a dwelling place. Oh, that men would give thanks to the Lord for his goodness, and for his wonderful works to the children of men. For he satisfies the longing soul, and fills the hungry soul with goodness." And this is just a psalm that talks about people who were needy and thirsty and hungry and tired and needing a place where they could find uh, refreshing and satisfaction and uh, contentment and that the Lord met them and the Lord did wonderful things as he does still for us today. And that's why it starts by saying, give thanks to the Lord for he is good and his mercy endures forever. So this is a God story. 
that we're going to share with you in terms of some updates today about how we're doing as a church and what we're doing. I'll be up in a few minutes again, just to kind of segue between these different things that Marwan's going to be sharing with us. But let's pray and then I'll bring him up. Lord, we just want to thank you today for your goodness and your mercy, for the many ways that you've taken care of us, provided for us, used us for your glory. And we just set aside the next 30 minutes or so to just give you praise and thanks for all of the wonderful ways that you've been at work. And we just want to pause, Lord, and and to be sure that we honor you, to be sure that we rejoice in you, to give you glory, that we can join in together with thanksgiving on this Sunday after our national thanksgiving, Lord. We just pause as a church to give you glory, honor, and thanks for all the many ways that you are at work. And we love you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. All right, let's welcome Marwan. Good morning. As Pastor Gary said, we are reluctant in some way. I'm not as reluctant as he is because I love to share the joy, and it's a privilege and joy that I'm able to share what the Lord has been doing here, and it's a time of the year to be giving thanks. So while 2020 was a year that all of us will remember in somehow negative way, we just wanted to take today some time <clears throat> to share with you what the Lord has been able to do in the midst of all of this. So as we said, as Pastor Gary said, this is all about giving thanks to the Lord and to sort of highlight God's favor on Cornerstone through your generosity, so your serving that you've done this year. Again, we just, because of time, we will just do a sampling of what has been going through here, and we want to be able to see what has been accomplished for the Lord's sake through you, your generosity, your serving in the time that we have together. So let's start actually from the very beginning of the year. This is a storyline here to help you understand what went through. Cornerstone was blessed to start the year with a tremendous set of programs, ministries, doing great ministry. We finished 2019 very strong, had the most, the largest amount of events and schedules for us for this year in 2020, starting with the children's ministry, our youngest, our thriving ministry there, where every Sunday, every Sunday we were teaching over about a thousand children every week. And uh, we taught them the truth that is found in God's word at an early age. And with the help of 300 of you who volunteer for the children ministry, then you pour into the lives of our children. In our middle school, we had also, they had early in the year held held their winter retreat where they heard the gospel. They also had a chance to develop relationships. They also interacted with other grown-up Christian godly influences with their life. They also studied the Bible and enjoyed a a fellowship in a very safe and healthy environment. At that time, Cornerstone Chapel guidelines for social distancing was just at least six inches apart instead of six feet apart. (laughs) Our high school uh, continues to grow, and they have also had their mock-in and their retreat early in the year. Uh, The high school guidelines were two feet apart. Uh, But again, they were equipped by hearing the teaching from God's word. And we were preparing them also for some of them who are going to be going on to college. And no, that's not a beer can in the gentleman's go ahead. But they were able to go on retreats with like-minded peers. So they felt like, you know, there were other people who were in the same mindset. 
and they also had time for fun and also, again, fellowship in practical ways away from their normal routine. In our global uh, outreach, we had started this year early on, we had a packed house where of the 2020 fair, mission fair that we're going to highlight the seven countries that we are going to go visit this year with, with you guys joining us on those mission trips. They're going to be going to Belize, we're going to go to Bolivia, Guatemala, we're going to go to Haiti, we're going to go to Honduras, and we also had trips planned for Kenya and Uganda. Our men's ministry started this year with also the regular stake and study program that we routinely have here. It is always great for me to see the godly men getting together on a regular basis. In addition to uh, studying God's word, we had breakfast together, we, we fellowship together, and so again is the enrichment in our lives of the teaching and also the worship that takes place at those events. The women's ministry early in the year they had a night of worship. Uh, they had planned a lot of events for the year, but the first one was a night of worship, where fellowship developed, there was prayer and teaching, and also they had wonderful worship, and it, which allowed us, allowed the women in the church to be able to get to know each other, grow in the Lord, and their walk with the Lord. All those ministries that you've heard, started the year very, very, very strong, with a lot still to come. And then, <laughs> the world stops. The church closed the doors. We went from a church service scenes like this, and this, to an audience of one. That was Pastor Gary, actually. <laughs> I hope you weren't sleeping through that one, Gary. He would tape his service for a service, sit here for the 10 o'clock service, and watch it online like it was uh, produced all around the online. So, but we all know, though, that while the world stops, the Lord keeps on moving. <clears throat> Our church quickly and wonderfully adopted and made do with the five barley loaves that we have and the two fish in our hand. Four weeks after we closed our physical doors, the Lord opened massive doors for us to make him known on Easter Sunday. Where on our website, on YouTube, on Facebook, we made him known to over 36,000 viewers. And most importantly, over 1,000 1, decisions were made for the Lord at that one service alone. All our other ministries were also pivoted to being online with amazing impact. <clears throat> the youth ministries, during the shutdown, the pastors of our youth prepared and live-streamed creative 12 weeks of services and worship and teaching that was, was going online from middle school uh, to our high school to also our youth, uh, the, to our young adult. 
Uh, I always stop here sometimes and think, man, I wish I grew up in this church, the, the activities of the youth. And I grew up in Lebanon, civil wars, ravaged us. All we did was read our Bible and dodge bullets and so on. So having those uh, wonderful ministries here, just like I wish I grew up in that kind of time. But at least it was, they pivoted to be online to be able to still reach what they needed to do with the people who would come to church routinely. Are also through our radio ministry, we made him known to many more people through our daily and weekly radio broadcasts that was aired all across the country. And we, had a, we have a potential audience of 22 million that can listen in if they want to to our radio services across the country. Our children's ministry and the staff wonderful volunteers that you guys are designed a way to continue teaching and ministering to your children's, to the children's home directly. Here are some pictures that were sent to us by lots of parents that we'd like to share with you of children at home engaging with what they're hearing, that being taught from the church, through YouTube, through our channels, to be able to make sure that we are connected with them as the Lord gives us ideas and wisdoms to make sure those children are not left behind. And I love it that some volunteers who are outside of our, I mean, not on our staff even, came up with ideas galore. They were creative. They knew what to do. They, we got notes specifically mentioning how impactful that was for children. And all of this to say is like, we thank you for people volunteering, but we didn't want, didn't want to leave the children kind of uh, out of the routine of hearing God's word at their ages. And this is one of my favorite pictures here, just like the attention she has on that. I can't get enough of those pictures. I keep watching them over and over again. Some of you send notes, and again, because of time, I will just highlight some of the key, key notes. Here's a note of gratitude saying, thank you for bringing God's word into the homes of our children. This other one here says, this is from a mama's heart. You made her mama's heart smile. And the next one says, you know, we really appreciate your relentless love for our children. We thank you for the continued weekly email support that we were supporting them. And we love you for sharing all this stuff. Another one said, our child watches his thing while we watch Pastor Gary. And our child goes back during the week and re-watches all those things because it is so engaging for him and he wants to get more of it. These videos were very powerful. Another one is, we really thank you for keeping the parents in the loop and providing so many wonderful resources. Again, we could be creative with what was given to us and not stop doing what the Lord expects from us. And this last one was nice because they said they were watching it, enjoying it, and they have families go to other churches away from here. So they said, why don't you watch this, give it to the children, and that their children just latched onto it and loved it, and that became a discussion of family because we were very practical in things that really we felt would reach and minister to the children. Our, one of the byproducts of the online service, if you've been here, by the way, for any length of time, you will know that Pastor Gary loves dogs, and his relationship with cats, let's say, more of a hatred or something like that there. So somebody sent us this picture from home. A cat <laughs> named Edward watching Pastor Gary. And, and the tagline that he sent, he said, even the enemies of Pastor Gary watch this thing. <laughs> so I don't know if that cat was watching and listening or plotting revenge of what she heard. But I don't have any pictures of dogs, Gary. They're all not watching, so the cats, you might want to soften up on them a little bit here. 
So on the, going on to the U.S. outreach around us here and the local outreach, this has been an amazing season of making him known through that ministry. Uh, and, and for people in need around us, as you would imagine, a lot of people had lost their jobs. There's a lot of need outside in our community. So we accelerated our effort to reach in the communities around us, spearheaded by our U.S. and local outreach staff and an amazing number of you who volunteered. The church donated, the church collected, the much-needed food and supplies. And we, bore, we loaded our trucks. We went into the low-income communities, making him known in very practical ways to meet those financially impacted families. Whether it was it on rainy days, it didn't stop us. On sunny days, you and our wonderful volunteers, they sh- you showed up. You stepped up to do whatever was needed or asked from you over and over again. And as we served and as we prayed, and we always gave them a chance if you needed prayer, our community felt the love of God through this practical and needed ministry and your volunteering spirit that you had with you. And when the church doors also were closed, our women's ministry regularly prayed. I like that uh, I was here in the office once, I was walking out and I saw that uh, when I left. They would gather outside the cross. They would pray. They would walk around the church building. They would just pray for our country. They would pray for our church and for each other. So now you have heard what happened early in the year to the time the church had closed. We were still closing, but we were doing as much as we can uh, that God has allowed us. We had 12 weeks of that to do. You have blessed others through your serving and being available as the church pivoted to continue the work that the Lord has given us during those disruptive and challenging times. Later, after Pastor Gary says a few words, you will also hear about how the church adapted to the new normal after opening our doors again in June and the stewardship that was, has taken place with the, everything that you have entrusted to us. So that's a, a small picture of some things going on around here, and Marwan's going to share some more. But, um, you know, when COVID struck, it affected everybody in different ways. And as a church, we had, to, we had to pivot. We had to have more of an online presence, and we had to step up our outreach because that was where the need was um, in particular. And I just want to take a moment to just really give a word of appreciation. Our AV tech team and graphic department have done an excellent job around here making our online presence uh, what it is today. And I just really want to appreciate all of them. You know, we, uh, we even sent out some of our tech people to help smaller churches that didn't have any online presence. You know, we were already pretty much ready because all of our services are streamed live online anyway. So it wasn't too difficult for us to just, you know, start to do things more online. But there were smaller churches that they, they didn't have anything happening. And so, you know, we even could provide some help for other smaller churches when everybody had to, for a while, go online. So um, they've just done a great job here. And, you know, as Marwan said, you know, the Lord uses everything. And, and even when we see it as a disadvantage, the Lord uses it for his glory. And so, you know, when we had to have Easter service for the very first time in a completely empty building... And yet we had more people make decisions for Christ than ever. As, as we told you, over a thousand people 
you know, specifically texted in or emailed the church saying that they made a decision for Christ. And that was just, you know, an unusual number of people. So we, we give God the glory, even in the midst of what would otherwise be called hardships, that he was still at work in wonderful, amazing ways. People watched Easter, attended, if you will, our Easter service, who would otherwise never have come here. But because it was all online now, and, you know, when, when a pandemic hits, people are more, you know, prone to think about their own mortality. And so, you know, we had more people watching than ever, more salvations than ever. So, I mean, God uses everything. And um, in addition to the AV and tech and having to step up our online presence was our outreach department. And we even had to make a couple new hires this year just to staff our outreach department because we needed to help to feed people in our community. We needed to get PPE equipment to the hospitals and to nursing homes. And, um, you know, we needed to distribute um, uh, materials to people in need. Uh, one of the things I've mentioned here before, but if you're new, you know, we got a, we were contacted by the White House about this farmers to family program where because of COVID farmers had a glut of produce because they didn't need to feed schools. They didn't need to feed, uh, you know, arena events and stadium events. And so they had the glut of all this produce. And so um, the federal government invested $3 billion to purchase produce from the farmers to keep the farmers afloat. But now how do you get all this fresh produce before it perishes into the hands of people in need? Um, You know, things like chicken and vegetables and fruit and cheese and butter. And so the Farmer to Family program was started by the federal government. It's actually the the heart of Ivanka Trump. We got a call because what she realized was if we're going to purchase it from the farmers, we need boots on the ground to distribute it and let's involve the faith community. So that's why we got a phone call. Would you be able to, you know, host one of these events? So the federal government pays all the money for the produce. We just were the volunteers. Many of you served on the different times we did the Farmers to Family program. And, um, And then we had just cars and cars of people because we got the word out showing up and we're we're dropping 40 pound boxes into their trunks of all this fresh food so you know the lord has called us to focus on different things in different seasons and this was a focus for us and it still is right now where we can step up our outreach ministry to try to impact our community for the glory of god so a lot of wonderful things that, that he is still doing, and Marwan's going to share with you some additional stuff. One thing I'd like to also mention, we didn't put it on slides because of time, is during the, the issue, the pandemic and so on, when everything was closed, our house groups who were meeting, continued meeting, they had to rearrange and so on, but that was a blessing to, to keep the fellowship. So we thank those people who hosted and led those, those uh, meetings in the, in, the, in the home groups that we have. So continuing with our stories, we, the church doors were reopened, as you would remember, in June, and we also had people just start joining us who felt comfortable in coming in person and who wanted to do so. So the story now tells us is what was our new normal? And how, how did the Lord bless us through your, again, your continued service to us and your generosity and how we were able to steward what everything was coming our way? Because of the time constraints, we're going to just focus on six areas today to highlight, again, out of the many amazing things that has transpired and the Lord keeps doing through you, through this church, in making him known. 
The first area, and I usually take a few minutes every time at this time of the year to bring up to speed people about our financial situation. If you're new, we just talk about it, so I'll just bring, bring up some ideas here. We have been blessed uh, through your generosity during this difficult time for our country. We do not take this for granted. We thank the Lord for providing. And also we, in turn, though, apply the principle of tithing. And our church tithes and gives at least, at least 10% minimum. I can tell you without bragging a lot more because God provides for us, God blesses us. What we continue experiencing is God's continued blessing, not just in in financial thing, but other area, but certainly in the finances. Other than the mortgage that we had when we built this church and we closed on it after we moved here for a few months and March, April of that year, uh, we, had, we had decided at that time, uh, if you're new to the church, you haven't heard this, when we considered the mortgage, we first and foremost in faith said, you know, we're going to decline the typical 30-year mortgage. We're going to also pass on the 20-year mortgage that's offered. Also, we said no to the 10-year, and we settled on seven, actually seven and a half. So by the time we moved into the, in the building here, uh, it was going to be ending in the end of 2024, seven and a half years after we close on the mortgage. We have the last three and a half years, we have been paying it aggressively through your generosity. We were able to pay principal down faster than the expectancy of the bank. <laughs> Amen. <clears throat> we now just have three years left as of this month. We just paid the last month, you know. In ending, all of its ending now is on December 2023, a whole year earlier than even our announcement last year because of your faithfulness and sharing with us what God has provided for you. Our, our theme was here, we have shared this before, that our heart was by faith. We should plan on using the money that would normally go to the bank. And instead of going to the bank, let's spend more of it into ministry. So, and to be able to deliver it to all those 24 ministries we have in our church. Through your generosity and, and that, and also we were able to change our mortgage with the bank just this year. Uh, we have a local bank, John Marshall Bank, and who gave us a very favorable lower interest rate, so that has speeded up the time. And that because, again, with your generosity and with the Lord <clears throat> blessing us, we will be directing over $15.2 million, if we had taken 30 years, into ministry money rather than going to somebody banker's money in pocket and so on. <clears throat> if you have any questions about financials, that's all we're going to talk about today. Please email the church or call us, and I'll be very happy to answer, especially as you pray and consider what the Lord is impressing on your own heart, what you want to be able to do, uh, give at the year end, if any, uh, in addition to your tithe and offering that you are so faithfully given to us. Our second area that we want to focus on today is the ministries now that are taking place in the church. Remember, the beginning was we were full ba- blast, closed down, we did some pivoting. Now, this is the new normal. We have some ministry happening, and, but we had to do it in a different way. So let's start again. Here are just some flavors of the ministry that we're doing. Church services. Our weekend and Wednesday night services have resumed. We now meet in person for all of these in a safe and clean manner. 
we shared earlier that over a thousand people were, came to know the Lord at Easter. In addition to the weekly ones that people got out to the kingdom, we get emails, letters every week nearly. I have decided to follow Jesus after they hear this sermon. I love that, that we are continually bringing people into the kingdom. That's what we're here for, to make him known to people. And at the same time, we wanted to allow people to have ba- baptized if they want to, but because of safety consideration, we waited for a while. Then we found, of course, an open door venue to come and worship together and rejoice with those who wanted to be baptized at all of all ages. Our worship uh, part of the uh, church, we, we, we resumed having our nights of worship where we all gathered to lift up the voices in worship to God as a body of believers. Our women's ministry now holds evening events in addition to other things that they plan of Bible studies and prayer, where they come, a fellowship again, hear the word, and then they pray together too, which is also always a blessing to see them joining and lifting the church up in prayer. Our men's ministry has returned, and they returned and they resumed their cookouts. We met at the park. You know, we always have food for the men, very good food. So, so we enjoy fellowship and, again, the preaching and the teaching of the word. Our young adults, for our young adults, they held their own night of worship evening in August. They also have resumed their Monday night services where they get taught and fellowship with each other. And this past Monday, actually, they had their Friendsgiving service, again, in a safe, clean environment. This picture is deceiving. They're separated from each other a little bit more. Let me see. All right, our high school ministry has gone back to their monthly events also. And they had recently a party at the park where, again, they were able to fellowship with each other. I Actually, I think Pastor Tyler as the happiest of all of them. We just had to help him by making him safe for others, so we put this on his face. <laughs> Our middle school ministry, in addition to resuming their, uh, their monthly programs, also uh, came up as a group and volunteered to help us when we had all the U- U.S. outreach and, and whatever activity we had in our parking lots and so on. And then, of course, our children's ministry now resumed three weeks ago in, in person in an age-appropriate classes. They still get taught now and also in a, in a safe environment that spread them our, away from each other. These are just some of the highlights of the new normal for our, our church. All these activities are, are possible because of our dedicated staff that Pastor Gary mentioned, the AV, our facilities who clean up after every service, before everybody shows up, and all the venues and so on, and our security team, our ushers. All of this is because of the dedication that they serve us. We're able to continue uh, what we do normally as a church. The third area I want to highlight is, again, this turbocharged U.S. and local outreach ministry that God has pointed us to this year when everything else had stopped. This is just to give you an example. We already heard from Pastor Gary on this. With the help of you who have faithfully volunteered at every opportunity to serve others, we were noticed and were contacted by the administration, by the Department of Agriculture. Can you help us? And we asked, can you become a distribution point for the Farmers to Families federal aid program? Four times this year, we transformed our parking lot into a process to provide thousands of families. They would line up in line in cars and of families with food that is entrusted for us to distribute. We mobilized our volunteers 
they in turn willingly and joyfully served during doing whatever is needed of them. And we were joined by our senior leadership to be the hands of God in those of need. And actually, one of the times that we had here, the gentleman you see up there is the deputy secretary of the Department of Agriculture. He himself was here to also help and join the church as we serve the community. Your church had assisted with over 360 benevolence requests this year. Your church had assisted with 80 homeless person requests. Your church has helped nine refugee families with housing and, and and repair and utilities. And, and counting the food that you just heard about what we were able to be entrusted in and what the church donated itself, just counting the food and through your volunteering and your generosity, we were able to bless families, uh, elderly retirement homes with COVID relief and food. We also partnered with other ministry locally who called us and said, can you help us in our relief program? We would stage things in our parking lot before they would go to theirs because, again, they had heard of us. And, again, this is to honor the Lord. They had heard of our good deeds, honoring the God because we're bringing glory to the Lord. And just to give you a perspective, just of the, of the farmers to families, food distribution, your generous hours of volunteering touched the lives of over 7,000 families around our church. Thank you for being available. In these opportunities, I keep saying, you helped making him known through your volunteering and when others needed help. When it comes to our global, and before I move out of the U.S. outreach, I just heard that today, this morning, a team left from our church to Tennessee to help in the recovery of the horrible hurricanes, not hurricanes, tornadoes that they had in Tennessee some time ago. This morning, they left on a mission trip, again, local mission trip to help people. So praise the Lord for all those people volunteering. When it comes to the uh, global outreach uh, segment of what we have been doing in 2020, you heard me talk about we had seven trips planned. Well, because of the travel restrictions, we connected instead of we pivoted and we connected with the local missionaries and ministries in various countries. These were people already in the country, established there instead of us traveling there. And again, because of your generosity, and, and for example, I'll just mention the one here, because of your generosity, last year we told you that we were helping uh, build a, a dormitory for girls in Uganda because it's not safe for girls to go back and forth from their homes. It's horrible things that happen sometimes to them. And this was a way to keep them there during the school years and then be able to kind of not have to go back and forth. So we started from the ground up. The church started the whole process. And then this year, Cornerstone Chapel has been able to complete this project. Again, from scratch to ending, we were able to build and provide this for them in, in Uganda. And the girls actually moved into it just last month in October. Now they are part, uh, they are part of this project that we started last year. And so many other countries, you will see some things here in a minute. We provided food, we assembled it, we shipped it, we had the local ministries distribute for us because they were there already and we would partner with them. And, and again, in so many countries, the distribution of the food is very dynamic. You have to do whatever is available, motorbikes, horseback, whatever. But this is, this is an example, again, how we could do outreach while we were not able to go internationally. We put a two-minute video of, to summarize some of those ideas of what we did in 2020, global outreach. Because of you and the family of Cornerstone, 
God has enabled you to let us have this building, a dormitory that will make it possible for these young precious girls to have a place where they call home, a place that will enable them to receive an education and where they will be safe. This is a big dream come true. It is something that we could never wrap our minds on. And we say thank you. Thank you, Cornerstone! Thank you, Cornerstone! Thank you, Cornerstone! Thank you, Cornerstone! Buenas tardes, mi nombre es Elena Martínez, vivo en la comuna de Los Pejos, Santiago de Chile, y me trajeron una caja de mercadería. Pero lo más importante es que recibí al Señor Jesucristo. Gracias. Gracias. Hola, Cornestón, ¿cómo están? Queremos agradecerles por todo el apoyo que nos han brindado aquí en Guatemala. Durante la pandemia del COVID-19 hemos podido ayudar a más de 100 familias mes a mes eh, brindándoles alimentos y ha sido, ha sido mucha bendición en ese programa. Y es por eso que estamos muy agradecidos con cada uno de ustedes por ese corazón, por ese deseo de ayudar al más necesitado y sabemos que ese deseo solo ha, puesto, ha sido puesto de parte de Dios en cada uno de sus corazones y por eso estamos agradecidos con ustedes como iglesia así es que hoy les mandamos un fuerte abrazo y les decimos gracias, gracias Cornestón, que el Señor les bendiga so again, praise the Lord Again, we were practical in the dormitory, food distribution, but mostly also people getting to know, be with the Lord and, and being practical in the communities through our, the missionaries we support and the ministries that are already in their country. But this, uh, this year, this to summarize a global outreach, the Lord has provided opportunities and means for us to minister in several countries around the globe. If you can see that, there is a tune of 10 thousands of dollars, and that usually goes a lot more than in dollars than in America, in seven countries and also in, in three continents around the globe. So again, even though we were restricted of going, we were able to still have this ministry because of the blessings that God has blessed us through, so we were able to be a hand of God to those people also in different countries. Uh, so in these opportunities, like we just heard also, you were helping, making him known through your generosity and your continued support of the church. Our fifth area is to highlight how we continue to partner with like-minded kingdom partners, we call them. Uh, because of their generosity, we are able to come alongside partners such as, uh, we're just mentioning four of them today, uh, Museum of the Bible. Uh, Pastor Gary has been asked to be on the museum's advisory board to help all those who come and visit the museum encounter the Bible and its transformative power that it has in our lives. Uh, another ministry is One Hope. Cornerstone Chapel has now reached over 1.3 million children with the Word of God in 172 countries around the world through the partnership with One Hope. 
Another one is our faith and liberty. We support those who are making a difference in our nation's capital through prayer and action. They're doing something about it. And the final one for today is the Family Research Council. We support their mission to advance faith, family, and freedom in public policy and the culture from a biblical worldview. Please keep praying for all of those uh, kingdom partners as most of them are on the front lines uh, in advocating what our church teaches and what we, what we believe in as Christians also. Uh, finally, on the last item that we want to share with you today is what I call practical generosity. What has, wasn't planned, but the Lord's provided for us and we could do more. What happened here? Now, the first one is not us doing it, it's you doing it. And you already heard from Pastor Andy, for example. In the middle of these times, people not even showing up to church, a pandemic. I'm not going to go through a lot of the details. Operation Christmas Child, you heard, was a tremendous, again, success. You guys... You took those boxes home, you filled them with gifts, love and prayers, and you brought them back and you paid to have them shipped. And because of your generosity, and even though not everybody is back home, we were able to, uh, from our church alone, over 3,600 uh, 3, boxes were collected. They tell us, uh, Operation Christian Child calculates that for every box that is sent, seven people are touched with the gospel. So that means that through those boxes went out, we will have impact on about 25,000 people around the far away countries of the world. One last practical general uh, generosity update I want to finish on. In this year, but first, in this year, just to remind you, in addition to everything that was accomplished through you and the church, if it was feeding the hungry, it was praying for requests that come our way. We prayed for over 8,000 requests because of our ministry online and on the radio. People are calling in to ask and we could be prayed for. We, we house the homeless. You know, we, we have quite a lot of the ministry that you help us be part of. But when God blesses us through your tithe and offering, we also look for other opportunities to bless others when there is money still to be, set, to be used in Outreach. We dedicate our tithe. Like I said, we want to uh, use this money. So God brought us an idea. One of the uh, U.S. and local ministry staff, you know, we we're looking at ideas. How can we bless in practical ways? Uh, is when the idea of those who find themselves under the oppressive medical debt and how to remove the burden of a medical debt for individuals, for veterans, for families in our community. By targeting and going for the bulk purchasing of debt uh, the, for the most in need, we latch onto this abolishment program that has the power to transform the life of entire communities. This medical debt forgiveness gives struggling individuals a fresh start, allows them to even seek continued health, uh, medical care later on, and to, con to help them along the path for financial recovery. So we extended our look beyond just Leesburg and its surrounding idea, but we also said, let's look for all of Loudoun County. So we looked at households that are below twice the federal poverty level, insolvent, and going through a hardship. We then purchased these oppressive debts at significantly reduced rate, and I mean significantly reduced rates, and paid them off with no strings attached. Now, we could do it because we're purchasing all of them. Versus individuals, you could not have the same opportunity. You can just say, I'm going to pay a small amount, I'll get out of the debt. This is 
to abolish the whole debt, we were able to buy them in bulk. All in all, in Loudoun County alone, we blessed 84 recipients, and we were able to abolish over 100,000 in delinquent medical debts. So thank you again. Praise the Lord. And because of God's favor on us, and we did all those things, and we found that we could do more, we went back to Pastor Gary and said, hey, can we do a little bit more outside of Loudoun County on this? He instantly said yes. So we then went out, and uh, you know, we looked around, we got the data, and then with God's providing through you and your generosity, we did the same thing for all of the state of Virginia. So because of your generosity, we blessed because we blessed 1,700 people and we abolished close to $4 million in debts in all the 95 counties of Virginia. Praise the Lord. Uh, our heart behind this was to bless people rather than get something out of it. We did this through a 501c3 organization for a nonprofit organization. And we have not made this public, and we wanted you to know first, because somehow, somewhere, it might slip into the news, and they might, you might hear about it. All of this, we're not doing it for our own gratification, but to kind of bless people. And they, all they did, the recipients got a letter. All the letter was very simple to say. It simply states, and I just will highlight that first part for you here, this no-strings-attached gift of debt abolishment was generously provided by a donation from Cornerstone Chapel in Leesburg, and we send you their love and prayers to you and it's honored to serve you in this way. We don't know them. They don't know us. They don't live around us. We want it to be a blessing to them because God has blessed us. You can imagine the feeling if you were a recipient of one of those things when you've been struggling with all of that. One prior recipient of this wrote and said this is a powerful statement. I love that. They said her mother was to start stage 3 cancer and the burden of finances was so heavy on them and to receive such a letter just brought hope and then later on the mother got cancer free so thanking you for a practical wonderful gift you have made him known to people you will never know and meet here but hopefully in heaven sometime we'll say oh I was one of those people and you are from Cornerstone Chapel because we are honoring God we are not bringing attention to ourselves now these are the six areas I wanted to highlight to you uh, for the glory of his name, not to kind of uh, take credit for anything in his name only. All, all our job was to be good stewards, and with your generosity, we were able to continue to make him known. For those of you who are hearing this for the first time or thinking or asking, like, how can I be a part of what God is doing here at Cornerstone Chapel? The answer is simple. Pray for every ministry. Pray for everything we do at this church. That will be God-anointed and spirit-led. Volunteer to serve. You've heard of the wonderful story of volunteers. We will never have enough volunteers because God will enlarge our impact when the volunteers are there. And continue with your generosity that God places on your heart with your tithes and offering, and of course, the year-end giving. Like I said earlier, if you have ideas, I had people from the first service come after me, said, we want to do something at the end of the year. Can we work with your... We have ideas how you can benefit themselves for tax purposes and also to honor God and bless the church and bless the ministry to our church. So your church, Cornerstone Chapel, which is actually, I don't know if you know that, built on the highest part of Leesburg, has been a bright, shining light in 2020, bringing 
glory to the Lord's name. The world might have stopped, but we never stopped being a church or functioning as a church. May we all keep that light shining. And anyone who is blessed that they were part of this great thing that we did in 2020 can say with me, amen. Well, it's a God story, and we just wanted to give him glory and to let you uh, know a little bit about what's going on here in your church. So thank you so much. And, you know, I grew up in a church where the pastor regularly begged for money. You know, we have to meet budget, give more, give more. And I have the joy as your pastor of just saying thank you and not having to beg because you're already being so generous, generous financially, generous with your time, serving generous with your prayers, generous participating in the kingdom's work here at Cornerstone. So I just want to say thank you for the joy of just serving with you in God's work here in the area and around the world. And one final thing about the picture with the cat looking at me (laughs) as I was preaching. The reason we don't have pictures of dogs watching me preach, dogs already know Jesus. All right? (laughs) Dogs already know Jesus. The cats... They need prayer, and so that's, that's why they were watching. Anyway, let's pray, and let's just give thanks to the Lord. Father, it's a good story because it's your story that we get to celebrate. We get to rejoice in the many ways that you've been so good to us and through us, Lord. And we pray that we would continue to be good stewards of all that you've entrusted to us. Thank you for the many souls who were saved this year. We just praise you, Lord. Even though we had to go online, you used technology to bring people to the saving knowledge of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for the many families we were able to feed and clothe and house. And thank you, Lord, for the privilege of building that girl's dormitory in Uganda and helping distribute food supplies to other countries in need. And just the many ways, Lord, that you have been at work. We thank you. You've been so good to us. We want to honor you and praise you and rejoice together in the goodness of God. We love you and we give you praise, glory, and honor in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen and amen. God bless you all. Have a great rest of your week.